Thanks for joining the Life's Better podcast, a podcast that is all about how life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. My name is Jonathan Gleason. This is Josh Dooling, hey. co-host as always. Uh, Josh, I'm going to take you through a little exercise. Um, I want you to imagine that you're on your way home today, okay, and you've got a good 20-minute drive, depending on traffic and yeah. lights and all that stuff. Yeah, especially with the snow. <laughs> okay, right. Imagine that as you leave, you notice the light on your dashboard is telling you you're out of gas. And okay. it, you remember, gosh, this thing has actually been on since yesterday. What are you going to do? Um, I'm probably going to stop at Kroger um, like as soon as I leave and am just praying on the way there that I can make it without, Let, without being pulled over. Let's imagine that there is no fuel at Kroger uh, except for diesel. Are you going to fill up with diesel? No. Now, why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> I, I, I assume, I don't know much about cars, but I assume putting <laughs> in the wrong type of fuel will not work at all for the car and actually would lead to way worse things. From what I understand, diesel fuel is thicker and it will muck up all kinds of stuff. So if you want to make it home, (laughs) yeah, yeah, don't do that. So you get in your car and you start heading down and you notice there is an electric charging station. Uh, And so you pull over and you're going to charge that thing up. What's going to happen? I won't know where to put the thing, I guess, (laughs) Uh, would be the first problem. I'm definitely not going to get gas to fuel my car. <laughs> right, yeah. So uh, it sounds silly. This is obvious stuff that yeah. people aren't going to do. But I think it highlights something that we're going to be talking about today. Today we're actually going to be talking about love. Yeah. We're going to be talking about how we are better people when we are being filled with love, when we are fueling other people's lives with mm. love. But the problem is... Oftentimes, we're using the wrong fuel. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, and we're going to talk about this uh, a little bit more detail. But before we do that, we're going to kind of get the, hopefully, uh, I don't know, we're going to get you excited about love and and all these things by playing a little game. By watching us play this This anxiety-inducing game. game. Yeah, we've done it before. It's called Five Second Rule. Yeah, I'm really bad at it. We both failed miserably the last time we played. But this time, it's Five Second Rule. Uh, Valentine's Day edition. Yeah. Valentine's yeah. Day is right around the corner, so this is what we're going to mm-hmm. do. Uh, for those of you who don't know how to play Five Second Rule, because you can join us and participate as much as you want, uh, Josh and I are going to ask each other questions, and we have to answer those questions in five seconds or less. Mm-hmm. We've got this fun little timer. Uh, when the balls <laughs> get to the bottom, that's five seconds. Right now, yeah. and if we've not answered in that time, well, then we don't get the point. There's going to be a lot of um, 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 <laughs> and then silence. because I No, I'm going to kill it. I'm you gonna, think you'll, you'll do well? I'm going to get... No. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. All right, Josh, I'm going to ask you oh, okay. the first question, okay. if you're up for it. All right. Name three popular Valentine's Day gift ideas. Uh, <laughs> box of chocolates, uh, candy, a card. You know, candy and chocolates, I'm going to allow that okay. one. Yeah, you got the point. Very okay, good. Cool, cool, Very good. Cool. Okay, wow. Okay. You, now, do you want me to flip it or do you want to flip uh, it? I'll flip it for okay. you. Are you ready for this? You, you start it so. at, right after I finish the question, correct? Yes. Okay. Name your wife's three favorite chores you complete for her. Dishes, um, vacuuming, and toilet cleaning. Okay. I'm not sure about the toilet cleaning. <laughs> We've got the boys doing that now. Yeah, yeah. But that's definitely one I don't think either of us really like doing. Mm. So, so she, if you were to do it, she would really she'd appreciate it. She'd be into it. it. She'd it. be got into it. that. Yeah. Okay, well, you did good. Yeah, good I think so. That was an easy one. Thanks for throwing it. No problem. No problem. Okay, share a... Che- okay, this is just one. This is just one. Just one. Okay. But share a cheesy pickup line. 
Uh, hey girl, are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only tin I see. <laughs> oh, that is good. I have not heard You've that You've never before. heard that one before? And I lived in Tennessee. Maybe it's something that people from out of Tennessee share. No, that was good. Have you ever used that? No, <laughs> never. Okay. I would not. Never, <laughs> ever use that. Unless I was trying to tell a joke. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right, so this one, honestly, I thought that the first one might have been a little more difficult than it was. Okay. Uh, this one, I feel like it's pretty easy. Mm. Uh, name two of your favorite rom-coms. Uh, so I really like The Holiday. Okay. And let's go with... I couldn't come up with it! <laughs> Darn it! Uh, what were you thinking? Uh, that one, I don't even know if I like it. I, but the, the <laughs> one that came up in my mind was The Wedding Planner. Okay. I, I don't even know if I like it, though. So, oh, okay. I don't know. Matthew McConaughey yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. That's fair. I feel. I feel. It's two. Okay. It's two to one now. Josh, yeah. you're in the lead. Right. So I oh, hope gosh. you fail at this one yeah, so that yeah. I can at least tie it. I'm, I'm doing a lot better than I did last time. Yeah. So we'll see. Man. Okay. Name three G-rated. Let me let me stress G-rated forms of physical affection. Hug, <laughs> uh, a kiss on the cheek, and a hearty pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and a hearty pat on the back. You got the point. You beat me. You beat me. This next one that you're going to ask me uh, should be worth two. All right. All right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. What are your three favorite things about being married? Oh, companionship. Um, oh, I didn't want to take it in appropriate directions. <laughs> I was so, worried about that one because uh, you only have five seconds, so your mind only goes to very truthful answers, I understand. You officially beat me. Yeah. You got all three, man? I did get all three, I guess. I'm impressed. Yeah. So much better than I was last like, time. Before, before we started, I was like, all right, clear your mind. <laughs> you can sound. do this better. Get used to the sound. I know. Um, yeah. yeah, the little, the little. I don't even know, what is that? A Metal balls or whatever it is? Thing. I don't yeah. know, but yes. Well, I don't know if you got all those questions right as you were listening and participating, but Josh, well done. Thank um, you. I'm giving you my Appreciate hand it. of applause. Okay, so we're going to be talking about love now, and uh, in his book, The Five Love Languages, Gary Chapman actually shares how, again, we're most effective uh, and healthy as people when that emotional tank in us that needs love and needs to express love is being filled and we are you know in the overflow uh, sharing love with other people but the mm. problem the problem is we oftentimes do not know how to express love to people in a way that they understand it and so he says there's actually five love languages that if you can learn to communicate and communicate well well the people around you and they're gonna be full of love and if you're able to kind of hone in on your own personal uh, love language well you can even tell people hey this is how I best experience love you know, aim in this direction yeah. and we'll have a good relationship. Now, understanding these are were key for Emily and I, I think. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that we're doing this and stuff. Yeah, and, and this isn't new. So probably the best way to interact with this information is if it's new, try to identify what your primary love language yeah. is. Yeah. We're going to be looking at two this episode. In our next episode, we're going to be looking at the three others uh, that come after. And we've got a special guest who's going to be a part of that uh, episode. But um, with that too, look around uh, how you're interacting with other people. Just because you might know this information doesn't necessarily mean you're living it out. So mm. even if this isn't new to you, maybe allow this to be a refresher course where you say, all right, well, I need to be doing this more mm. often. Yeah. 
So the first love language, I'm going to let you introduce it to us because you are a Spanish speaker, um, or at least far more than I am. What what would be the first love language in Spanish? Uh, okay, so I cheated. I looked up the actual version. I'm going to give you my version, which is palabras de feliz. Uh-huh. But I didn't know the word for affirmation in Spanish. Guess what the word is in Spanish for affirmation? Agua papa. <laughs> It's actually affirmación, which is like basically the same word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he already kind of tipped you off, but what Josh has just said is (laughs) the English version, at least, is words of affirmation. Yes. So the very first love language is words of affirmation. Josh, finish this sentence for me. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but... Words will never hurt me. Now, we all know that's a load of garbage. Yeah. (laughs) And that's typically what children say when they have been hurt verbally (laughs) and they're trying to tough it out. Like, you can't hurt me, but they're really (laughs) crying inside. Uh, In fact, Proverbs even talks about how uh, in chapter 18 it says that words have the power of life and death. Um, and I think we've all experienced this. Josh, how have you experienced both of those? Yeah, so this this love language is actually one of my top two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oftentimes it can also, like, especially with this one, the opposite of words of affirmation, which I guess would be like discouragement, can also have a huge impact on me. Yeah. Uh, and especially with people that I value, uh, put a lot of value in, whether it's a role model or my wife or family or something mm-hmm. like that, they have so much power to encourage or discourage me yeah. with even just a few words. Uh, I, in my own life, I've had people, and I've tried to work on it, maybe placing less value on words uh, from these people, but there was a moment where uh, a role model of mine was frustrated with something going on that had nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. and I did something that kind of annoyed them, and they lashed out, and it broke me. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and that same person highly has encouraged me and, and put so much value in me in, in chasing after being a minister and being yeah. like uh, in full-time ministry. And so that obviously, just with that one person's example, huge impact on me uh, with with words of life and also huge impact yeah. on me with words of, of death, I guess is what you could say. Yeah, and I love the fact that you brought up they can be just as, even more painful. Mm-hmm. Like talk about a withdrawal of that, you know, that invisible love tank, man, if if they use your primary love language as a weapon against you, mm. that that can really sting yeah. a lot. In fact, that's probably one way to help you kind of even diagnose what is your primary love language. Mm. Look at at the opposite end, which one hurts you the most when it's not used appropriately. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there are two dialects when it comes to uh, words of affirmation. The first dialect that we want to talk about today is verbal compliments. Mm. So one of the best ways that you can, and probably one of the easiest ways that you can show love to people, is simply through giving them a verbal compliment. Uh, what's one of the best verbal compliments that you've received before? Oh, received? I was going to give you, you know one what? as oh, an example. You were? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> we all hate, like... <laughs> compliments. Just the other day I was telling my wife, like, oh, stop telling me how attractive I am. (laughs) So this is going to be really awkward for me, but yeah, no, bring it on. So here's my example of a genuine uh, thought-out compliment. Uh, Jonathan, just what you're doing right now with leading the podcast, as a person who's tried to do something like this similar, uh, it's really easy being in the passenger seat for these. (laughs) Uh, Trying to lead 
stuttering over words, like all those all those different things that I have problems with, and just seeing you be able to get through them without being like cut or anything like that, <laughs> like because we don't do that really, um, is is extremely impressive. So like you have really great podcast leadership skills. I feel very loved now, <laughs> and I and I do want to point out the fact that you know sometimes. I've heard a lot of people when they're trying to figure out their love language, when it comes to that verbal compliment side, they go, oh, no, 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 I, I hate it when people mm-hmm. actually do that. And there is a level of awkwardness. Like, even as Josh is sharing, it's like, oh, I like that he's <laughs> saying it, but what am I supposed to say back? And there's mm-hmm. just kind of that, that tension of what, how do I handle this? But I think the key really to focus in on is when you leave that conversation, are you feeling less or are you feeling more? Mm. You know, have you been drained or have you been filled up? And whether there is that awkward, well, what am I supposed to do with this thing? If you're walking away feeling filled up, well, quite possibly this is high on the list of how you can experience love. So just an idea as you're thinking through, um, you know, your own your own words of affirmation yeah. and what's important. Uh, verbal compliments. Um, another way that we can express, the other dialect that we can express uh, words of affirmation isn't just the verbal compliments, but also actually uh, by sharing encouraging words. Mm. Now, when you hear encouraging words, you might say, well, what's the difference between verbal compliments and encouraging words? Well, encouraging words have to do with inspiring courage in other people. Mm. Life just has a way of beating that out of us and whether it's just an insecurity we're dealing with maybe it's simply a failure that we've experienced uh we need people to come alongside of us and say no you're actually really good at this and you shouldn't back away you need to step into this yeah has that ever happened in your life absolutely um i was only in this position about a year and i had never obviously been a youth pastor before i was still trying to figure out like the ins and outs and everything and uh, there were days where I would leave Wednesday nights really encouraged, feeling like, oh, yeah, I did a really great job. And there were times where I would leave and maybe a particular kid uh, just wasn't paying attention the whole time or I stumbled over quite a few things or I would went back and checked my notes and realized I didn't hit these things. And I would leave feeling really discouraged, feeling like, ah, oh, man, like if they had hired somebody who, you know, was better for this position or had done this before, maybe uh, I'd be seeing, or they'd be seeing some more progress. And uh, it was like his second or third week being here, but Jake Pache, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot younger at the time, uh, came up to me and just after one of the Wednesday nights that I felt really discouraged and said, you know, I really enjoyed this, this, and this about your lesson. I'm going to try to do this throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just I just want you to know that I, I really enjoy having you as my youth pastor and all of that. And it was so genuine, like, like really kind uh, word that obviously he didn't have to do. Yeah. Uh, he could have gone and ran up and played games with his friends, but he stayed back just to say that to me. And it really encouraged. Like, I left that day thinking... No, I'm I'm where I need to be. You yeah, know, it's kind of, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to any of the students that are listening. Maybe after Wednesday, uh, you can share some encouraging you know, words with Josh. I actually have that happen quite a bit. So <laughs> okay. you guys are pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool to hear. I love it. Um, 
one of the challenges that we want to give you, particularly when it comes to this uh, words of affirmation, this might not be your primary way to express love, but there are probably plenty of people in your life that they need this. Mm. And so we want you to kind of flex this muscle a little bit. And maybe one of the best ways you can do this is choose a day during this week or this month where you just say, every interaction that I have with somebody, uh, someone new, you know, obviously, just find a way to actually give them a verbal compliment. And, mm-hmm. and it can be general. It could be like, hey, I really like your shoes. Uh, it could be really specific, like what Josh did. Hey, you're doing a fantastic job with this role. I uh, couldn't do it without you type of thing. Um, but find a day where you just say, I'm going to speak this love language as often as I can. Now, if you're in a, if you're in a job where you're like talking to hundreds of people throughout <laughs> the day, maybe you want to do like every other person that you come in contact with. But choose a day and, and make that happen. And then when it comes to the idea of speaking encouragement into someone's life, we would challenge you to find somebody who you think needs this. And probably the best way to do this is to identify a strength that they have that maybe they've backed off on and highlight that strength. Say, you are really good at this. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, maybe even encourage them through, hey, if you don't do this, uh, we're going to be missing out. So maybe it's a child. You, you've got a, a child at home who's really insecure about basketball, but is thinking about going out for the basketball team to say, hey, you're doing a great job on the court. In fact, you beat me all the time. Uh, I think the team would be really lacking if you didn't step up. And it might be something that you might uh, later regret if you don't end up doing. Mm-hmm. So that's just a simple uh, exercise, but we just challenge you to begin speaking this love language into the lives of those around you. Okay, there is a second love language, and that one in Spanish is what? It is, um, how would I say this? Okay, it's tiempo específico. Yeah, which. No, well, well you know, I'm going to translate this one. Uh, for those of you who are not Spanish speakers, Josh just said he has a crush on me. Is what, which now that I think about it, is totally wildly inappropriate. I mean, yeah. it's understandable. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, everyone yeah. listening knows yeah, yeah, yeah. where that's coming I, that from. That compliment just like exploded <laughs> your, your head, right? No. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, it, it's not exactly right. What I just said was specific time because I don't know the word for quality. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the the phrase is quality time, yeah. and this one is probably my lowest. Is that right? One, okay. Yeah. While also being my life's highest. So, oh man! Again, lessons learned. Yeah, for sure. This was this was helpful to me. <laughs> so words of affirmation is the first love language. The second love language is quality time. Quality time. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna test you a little bit. Okay. Is this quality time? Two people sitting on the couch watching television. Not really, no. Mm. Okay, and this one, this one's a tough one for people to kind of grasp because you know they're spending time together, mm-hmm. and there might even be conversation during the commercial breaks mm-hmm. about the plot or funny things that came up in the show. But for the most part, what has their attention in that moment? The TV. The TV has their attention. It's not the other person. So although they may be in close proximity, it's not technically quality time. Let me give mm-hmm. you another one. This was probably too obvious, but. Uh, someone's telling you a story, and while they're telling you a story, you're texting somebody on your phone. Yeah, that is a no. <laughs> At the very least, 
your time is being split yeah. between listening to them and talk, or texting on the phone. But how many times do we do these things and think, well, because I'm around, because we're in close proximity, well, this is clearly quality time. That's not true. So again, just like with words of affirmation, there are two dialects when it comes to how to speak quality time. And the first one has to do with quality conversation. Quality conversation. Now, there is a demographic in our society and greater world. This demographic, they definitely feel, you know, loved. They feel fueled with quality conversation. Uh, that demographic is is women, actually, is mm. what... <laughs> I'm totally joking. Uh, statistically speaking, yes, women do are, are typically more verbal than men, but that doesn't mean men are not actually able to express and experience love through quality conversation. And it also doesn't mean necessarily that women are actually having quality conversations. So because of that, Josh and I are going to give some tips for you in order to have quality conversation, which will truly express love to other people. Yeah, I would also say that all of these are really great date tips. So if you're like on a date, please pay attention to these. Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. Some of you guys might have some plans. <laughs> Take advantage of these tips that yes. we give you. Uh, the first one, it's kind of obvious, but and I don't want to, I don't want to say this is a a problem with the younger generation, but because you know they're just an easy target and they have so much screen time, this one I, I think this is just tough for young people. So again, if you're younger yeah. and you don't do this, you will be light years ahead of your peers if you figure it out, and that is making sure that you look at the person that you are talking with. Yeah. You wanted to add something? I, I was just going to say, I'm bad at this. Okay. And I feel like it's because whenever I'm just looking at somebody and talking to them, I get awkward, and so I feel like I should be <laughs> looking everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, but I know that I'm, just from my wife uh, talking with me before, I'll start looking elsewhere, and she'll actually move. <laughs> she'll, <laughs> she'll follow your eyes. She'll follow That's my great. eyes. Because she wants good. me to be looking at her, and I, I understand that now. But to me, it just feels awkward. Yeah. yeah. And, and I will say this. Oftentimes, I'm intimidated. Like, if someone's giving me too much eye contact, mm. they're, like, pouring into my soul. It's like, my goodness, this is an intense conversation, and I'm just trying to keep it light and, and fun. So it's the general idea that you are, are mm. for the most part, looking at the person. Yeah. Do you have to have deep, intense eye contact yeah. the entire time? No, that actually might hurt. Uh, I've actually I read a study. This was uh, years and years ago that... Um, different ethnicities actually will have conversations differently. So, for example, um, in the study, I, I wish I could reference it, I, I, I can't, um, that oftentimes white people, uh, they were saying, they, while they're talking, they won't make a lot of eye contact, but they will make a lot of eye contact while they're listening, mm. where oftentimes African Americans will be the exact opposite. While they're talking to you, they're making the eye contact, but when they're listening, they'll look away. Hmm. The big idea with this is, have a general sense of you looking at the person so that you're not, you know, looking over your shoulder at the TV. Uh, you're not paying attention to the fly buzzing around your head. Yeah. They want to know that you're actually caring about what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So tip number two is don't listen and do something else at the same time. Yeah. And as much as I love to multitask, <laughs> yeah, this one's a very key one if you want to give somebody proper quality time. Yeah. 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 Number three tip is ask clarifying questions. So as someone's telling a story, just ask a couple of questions about what they're saying. It might be as simple as, wow, that sounds really frustrating. Were you frustrated? Hmm. And this gives them a chance 
one to actually be more um, like to clarify clarify what they're saying no actually I wasn't frustrated at all it was actually a really funny experience and you're like oh okay I, I clearly didn't understand the tone of what you were talking about then <laughs> um, but it also just communicates that what they're saying you genuinely care about yeah yeah, and the number four, uh, is there five? There's five. 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 Okay, so this is one. your second to last one. Uh, refuse to interrupt. Now, this one is... Now, I don't want to interrupt you, <laughs> but I just want to add. I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, this one is important because many of us will just think, uh, be thinking about how we can add to a conversation instead of actually listening. Mm. Uh, in fact, a study that, that you had brought up with this one is that every apparently every 17 seconds... Uh, is when a person will start to interrupt with a story of their own. And, and I, I think naturally we just have this tendency to want to be a part of what's going on. And if you want proper quality time, you have to kind of learn to pull that back. Learn to actually listen. Learn to value what they're saying. Um, and number five is a proper way to add to it yeah. without taking away from what they're doing, if that makes sense. So I'm going to leave that into you. Yeah, so number five has to do with equal sharing and listening. Mm. So as Josh was pointing out, sometimes we just get so excited to talk about ourselves and our day and our stories because they're so great and everyone, of course, wants to hear from us. And so we leave conversations <laughs> and people are like, well, they don't care at all about me and mm. what I'm going through because they were just focused on themselves. I think the other danger is and maybe this is more for those who are introverted or just not as confident in the relationship, they're comfortable sitting back and doing all the listening, mm. but that's actually not quality conversation either, simply because other people walk away going, well, I don't know if I really know that person. Is there a reason why they don't want to open up to me? Yeah. Can I trust them? And so there needs to be an equal give and take in order to have quality conversation. Yeah, you can even leave a conversation feeling like, oh, this person just didn't want to speak to me or they're thinking about something entirely different even though you could be listening very well right. if you're not adding anything if you're not asking questions then they're going to leave thinking well I talked way too much I, <laughs> I, I, I need to do that less when in fact you were trying to give them proper quality time you yeah. were listening but you weren't adding yeah no so hopefully that will help on your Valentine's date uh, here's the other kind of dialect when it comes to uh, quality time, it's actually quality activities, quality activities. Mm. These are shared experiences that bring some level of joy and excitement and obviously love to a relationship, whether that's a spouse, children, or friends. Uh, what is one of your favorite activities that just brings all kinds of love into your life? I absolutely love playing board games. I yeah, knew you were going to yeah. say it even before you said it. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's something that my wife and I do a lot. Mm. Uh, if if we have spare time, we'll pull one out. And it, it's just a really great cultivator of conversation that might not necessarily be, you know, super meaningful because you're talking about this, but, you know, you're both getting excited, you're working together. Like, it's, it, it is meaningful and, and really great quality activity, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So as you're looking for these quality activities to do with people, two things to remember. One is at least one person really wants to do it mm -hmm. and the others are willing yeah. If no one wants to do it or one really wants to and everyone hates the idea, you're <laughs> not going to have a quality activity. So one person at least really wants to do it and the others are willing. In my 
you know, life and family, uh, how this works is my wife loves the board game thing too. Yeah. And I'm willing. I'm willing mm. to do it. I don't hate it, yeah. I, but it's not probably number one on my list. However, in the summertime, number one on my list is doing anything with water, whether that's swimming in the river, jumping in a fountain. I mean, it doesn't matter. I just want to be around the water. But my wife's at least willing to do those <laughs> things. It's probably not number one on her list. Uh, any other thoughts, questions about these first two uh Love languages. No, I, I would just add that it's really important uh, on top of identifying your own, but if you're married, uh, identifying what your spouses are uh, and then working towards those, even if they're not your own, uh, is is key to making things work out in, in the long run. Like there, uh, I knew that my wife's was quality time, but for a while, even though I was spending a lot of time either watching TV or cooking or just being in the house together, I thought, oh, I'm giving her plenty of quality time. No, you need to set aside time to specifically work towards those things. And then words of affirmation, just, you know, some people think, oh, I just do that naturally with my conversation. No, you need to work yeah. towards these things to do them properly and for a person to actually feel loved. And clearly, I mean, you want to love Dana, right? Yeah. I want to love Emily, right? Hopefully you guys want to love your families, right? So doing these properly and actually focusing on them will vastly improve your relationships. It's super important. And I would give one last challenge, at least when it comes to this last one that we talked about. Maybe this week, this month, just find someone in your life that you know you want to express some love to Mm. and plan a quality activity. And in that quality activity, make sure that you have at least one quality conversation. Mm. Yeah. So join us next time. We're going to be covering the last three of the five love languages. And we've got a special guest who's going to be joining us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Until then, God bless.